Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cape. This is your host, Diego Garcia, and tonight we're talking basketball, NBA. The NBA had their media day today. Of course, we're talking anything NBA related. We got Chris Henderson with us. Chris, how are you doing? Happy to be back, G. Just about uh, counting down the days for the NBA season, starting October 16th. I love it, man. It's time of year, best time of year for me. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday I had the opportunity to be there at Clippers Media Day. It was a hell of an experience. We're going to start doing uh, more Clippers uh, media articles, everything. You and I are going to be covering that. Also, you did, you you wrote your article, you covered everything uh, all around, you know, NBA, all, in Media Day, excuse me, all mm-hmm. around the NBA. Right. Uh, what were your thoughts? What stood out to you on LeBron, Kyrie, all that stuff? Talk to me about that. Uh, just learning the personalities of the players. Uh, when you watch these guys play, it's just all strictly basketball. But to get to, get to see different guys' personalities, guys' fun, guys joking around. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a fun day for the media because it's not going to be like that once the season starts. These guys don't even like talking to the media, but mm-hmm. this is the day they take out and they dedicate to the guys who cover them. So uh, I look at it from that angle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and you're right. Um, even just me being there at the Clippers day yesterday, I mean, just seeing all the kind of behind-the-scenes footage, the team photos, everything, you know, just seeing the camaraderie, seeing, you know, right. shoot for the commercials, you know, doing their interviews and all that different stuff. And also, like, also getting to talk to rookies. I was able to talk to Shea Gilgis Alexander, you know, ask him a few questions. Uh, that's the LA Clippers rookie for this year. Um, there's a lot of hype around him. Yeah. And I was able to ask him, um, you know, who he looked up to and what, you know, what some of the best advice he, he's gotten. And he just said, you know, be yourself. Um, you know, when you start doing different things around, I mean, that's when you start getting off track. He's like, pretty much just do what got you here and that's how you'll succeed. Right. One thing that was interesting, he also mentioned David West. Uh, I think he played for his AAU team. And he, he, mentioned, that he, he mentioned that David West had been a big influence on him mm-hmm. and seeing that. And then also I gotta, you know, I gotta ask some some of the some of the veterans uh their thoughts. I also I also gotta talk to Martian Gotat. Okay. I wanted to see how what he thought about Shea and if he's gotten to see his playing, uh, how he played. He's and he well he told me he said he's been they've been playing uh pickup games for the last three weeks. And I want to see them and how they will do the pick and roll. Obviously, there's a lot of guards in that team. Not saying Shea's gonna be the starter for the team, but I just want to see how they will mesh. You know, run how Shea be able to run the offense, and just hearing that from Martian Gortat is uh, pretty cool. That they're excited about having the rookie on the team. Right. Well, I mean, he played with one of the best point guards in the league for the last what five to six years when he was up in Washington. So, um, I mean, they're excited. They're excited. Uh, the Clippers are, even though they don't really have a big name on this roster. Probably outside of Lou Williams, that anybody really knows and looks forward to watching play. But mm-hmm. uh, they're expecting a lot out of this rookie, along with other rookie they drafted, Jerome Robinson, yeah. out of uh, Boston College. So uh, Doc, Doc's gonna have his hands full with this Clippers, this young Clipper team, but still got some vets and stuff to lean on to. But I don't think anybody's expecting much from the Clippers. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited about their rookie. I think he he has the potential to be a star in this league. I don't know his work ethic. I don't know how much time he's willing to put in. I don't. I don't really know if his game from Kentucky is going to translate to this level. But mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of upside. He's one of the few guys I saw in his draft who I'm like, this guy can he can potentially be special. Yeah. So like Donovan Mitchell special. Yeah. Like from left which from which is yeah. which is which is very very high hope. Just I mean, just right. seeing the clips and just one thing that stood out for me is the last thing on the Clippers. One thing that stood out for me is just like he wanted to guard Patrick Beverly and all this stuff. He mm. wanted to take on the challenge and mm. taking on the challenge just like that. Patrick Beverly, a veteran that's you know established, you know one of the best defensive players in the game, just kind of talks volumes about his game. Just talks volumes about his confidence in the NBA and where he wants to go. 
Right, um, right. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Pat, I mean, that's, that's not a bad guy to learn from, man. He, 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 will, he will help you take, he will challenge you from, from day one. Um, teammate or no teammate, he's going to challenge you. I mean, he looks at, at his, I don't, have, I don't have any friends on the court. Um, mm-hmm. If you're against me, practice, exhibition, preseason, doesn't matter. He's going to compete. I mean, that's, I, I, he's one of the guys who's respected around the league, Pat Beverly. So I know Shea and the other rookie will get a chance to learn from a guy like that. So, mm-hmm. All right, so another thing we want to hit on, uh, I want to talk about uh, a couple of the teams. Oklahoma, okay. talk to me about Oklahoma and their new look without Carmelo Anthony. Uh, what's the big, it's going to be a big step for, uh, I think, for, for, for Paul George and Russ. Um, because with Melo not being there now, obviously they decided to trade him away. Now he ultimately landed in Houston. But I think that now they're they're going to look at each other. They're gonna, those two are going to lean on each other. Um, they won't feel the need to defer to Carmelo. Um, and I also think that the addition of Dennis Schroeder from Atlanta, who was a starting point guard, who will be backing up Russ, is going to be a good addition for them because Russ would have another ball handler that I believe he'll trust. I mean, only time will tell. They stuff to play together. But um, I think that Oklahoma City is – going to be better than they were last year. Um, so I think that with Melo being gone, him not willing to sacrifice certain things for whatever the case may be, only he knows. But I think that they'll lean more on each other than kind of looking around and pointing the fingers. I think that Russ, and the reason why Paul was able to sign in Oklahoma City is because of the fact that he, he loved what he saw on Russ, but the way guys competed. And now I think they'll, they'll grow even closer. Mm-hmm. But I think Billy Jonathan is – is someone that is going to uh, – that Sam Preston and the general manager and the guys in the front office is going to have their eye on because he's going to have to do a good job of keeping this core together, number one, and doing a – showing that he's taking that next step as a coach. He's coming from Florida. Um, he's in his – what, his fourth season now mm-hmm. with, the, uh, with the Thunder. So he's going to have to stand out as, as one of the young coaches, like mm-hmm. Brad Stevens did, like – Yeah, yeah. Did. That's a big thing because I know last, last year we talked about this. We're like yeah. – we kind of – we weren't sure if he was the right fit for them, but it looks like the uh, Thunder did, did stick with them and they mm-hmm. were able to sign Paul George. Right. And which was interesting on that, the Lakers didn't even get – I know the Lakers was a big talk with them, but the Lakers didn't even get a sit-down meeting with them. So just – they did a really good job in recruiting Paul George, keeping that core. Obviously, Russell Westbrook – He's coming back from that uh, surgery. Do you think he's going to be ready by opening night uh, when they play? Who do they play? Uh, they, they open up. They're the first. They're the second game. I'm Against sorry. the Warriors. It's the Warriors. Yes, yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. Will he play? I'm not sure. You got to keep in mind. This is this is will be his fourth surgery on that knee, mm-hmm. and obviously we know what type of athlete he is. So a fourth surgery on any part of your body eventually will start to slow down. Yeah. But will he be ready? I'm not sure. But I don't think you should. Uh, Push your chips into the middle of the of, of the playing table, man, for one game because mm-hmm. you know you're gonna need him for 82 of them yeah. or the rest of the 81 or however many he plays. But because Oklahoma City is gonna make the playoffs, I have penciled in regardless of Russ plays 82 or if he plays 62, I think they'll be fine. But I think that it should they should ease him back because they know the value he has and they go as he goes. Even though Paul's their new 137 million dollar man, um, but Russ is still the head of the snake. But they're gonna need him at hundred percent if they want to have any chance in the in the West. So no, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, mm. Another thing I want to hit on is CP3. Uh, mm. His comments on Carmelo. Mm. Uh, you wrote an article. About him, right? You wrote an article on this. Uh, talk to me about that. Uh, well, I think with Oklahoma City getting better, I think Houston took a step backwards. Um, I still think they'll be as good offensively, but I think obviously they lost a lot defensively in their versatility with Luke Richard and Mamuti going to uh, 
going back to the Clippers for a second stint, and obviously Trevor Reza going to Phoenix. I would I would say for 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 whatever reason, but obviously he chased the money. So, mm-hmm. um, but those those were two guys that were versatile and were able to do a lot of different things for Houston, not just defensively, but they were able to. Um, they didn't demand the basketball, so they would let Chris and James do the thing off pick and roll. And then when those guys got on the ball, they were able to try to make shots. So, um, but I when now you enter Carmelo, who doesn't do any like really any of those things. Me personally, I like Carmelo. I've always a huge fan, but I feel like at this stage in his career, he doesn't really bring anything else to the table besides scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's not, and they involved, already had, and they already had that last year. Well, yeah, they were the highest scoring team, right? They already had that, yeah. which is interesting. And yeah, you kind of get rid of. Defense, or you don't get your defensive players back, right? But you had another offensive weapon, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. Daryl Moore, I guess, feels who's their who's their uh, general manager. I guess he feels they're gonna outscore that team in the Bay, which doesn't make any sense because you're not gonna be a scorer. So at least you give yourself a chance by having enough versatile guys who you can put on those guys to so run them off the three point line and hopefully keep them in front. But I mean, we'll see. Um, Carmelo is coming here. Um, I hope he understands. It's a key word because he didn't. I don't think he understood it in Oklahoma. <laughs> but we hope he understands that he will be the third option. They'll mm-hmm. go as Chris and James goes like they did last year. Because remember, they were one game away from being taken out Golden State. Chris yeah. doesn't get hurt. Golden State probably may not repeat. Yeah. I mean, but that's all shoulda, coulda, woulda. But um, we'll see. We'll see what next step they've taken. But I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year, winning sixty-five plus games, or whatever it was. So. Yeah, it was it was quite the feat because of what they were number one in the Western Conference, right? They were number one overall. They're, they're yeah, number they number yeah, no, number yeah. one overall. So it was quite the feat to kind of repeat. You, you remember they had a couple what twenty-game win streaks, I believe. Yeah, they were. The I remember. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were. I know they had one for Christmas. I think they had one midway towards the end of the, not midway, but towards the end of the end of the year. So. Yeah, they're um, on their own. They're on fire. Yeah. Uh, so last thing, another thing I want to hit on was Kawhi. Now, so Kawhi mm-hmm. obviously got went to Toronto. Yes. He's the face of the the Raptors there. They hope so for how long? Well, we'll see. I mean, I know he's well, he he's there for like what a year. He's and then and he then can it's still, he can still opt out. Opt out. He can still yeah. He can still opt out. So we got to see if the Raptors will have uh, the same influence that the you know that the Oklahoma City Thunder did on Paul George because they had they had this whole year of recruiting him. Keep them to stay and be their future. Right. Um, if not, a lot of rumors are he's going to be potentially come out west, whether it's the Clippers, the Lakers. Uh, so the ball's on the Toronto Raptors court. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on that situation uh, for they, this year? Me, they've gotten better. Um, I like Demar, Southern California guy, Compton High and uh, USC, but he's not on Kawhi's level. Um, and I think the, the also the trade with them getting Danny Green is something that was mm-hmm. overlooked. I, I um, like that you mentioned that. I think Danny Green, who was obviously a champion, was a, was a part of those champion, those San Antonio runs when they were going up against Miami and they ultimately took Miami down in, in uh, I believe back in what, 2015 or whatnot. But um, so he, he's a proven guy. Now will he start? That's another question. But that I think that's a that's a, a big pickup for them, but I think Kawhi ultimately is it's gonna come down to that guy. Um, but you gotta keep in mind their foundation is built in Toronto. They just were never they were ne- never able to get over LeBron. Now that he's not there, and you add a guy like Kawhi, you still have Kyle Lowry, who I still think needs to be played who needs to be played better. You still have Valanciunas, um, so I think they'll be okay. Abaka, I think they'll be alright, but they they're gonna have to they're gonna have to re stand out to even I think keep Kawhi's attention in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I mean he don't talk much. So yeah, yeah, and then even the the thing that was on all over social media, his his uh, awkward laugh, which is yeah. it was just just trending all over, which is pretty funny. Right. Uh, yeah, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of, you, uh, you kind of saw. If people didn't really know about Kawhi, that kind of told you who Kawhi, Kawhi's personality right. is. You know, he's a little awkward. He's a little, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. If people didn't know that about Kawhi, you know, you can see he's somewhat socially awkward. Was not, nothing wrong with that. Just communication. Right. Um, when I go to my point, what I said earlier about um, the whole media day, uh, you kind of learn the guys' personalities. Yeah away from the game because mm-hmm. like I said when the season starts these guys are locked in they want to win games but this is a day dedicated for the media and talking to journalism giving being able to ask questions and answer questions so yeah. um, cool so let's hit on uh, I want to hit on the 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 Boston Celtics okay um, uh, yeah your thoughts on that oh man they are uh, I think they're loaded man I think I think they're more versatile than Golden State is mm-hmm. honestly they're not better mm-hmm. they're more ver- they have more versatility mm-hmm. um I think that with Kyrie coming back, who well, like the defensive end, or uh, they, well, they had two good wings last year. You get Gordon back, obviously you get healthy Kyrie. You got now mm-hmm. you still have you got the experience from Rozier. You still brought Smart back. Mm-hmm. You still have Horford, who was an All Star, who was obviously the, who's been their most steady player all season long. Uh, you draft the kid out of A and M. I forget his name, um, but. Um, he, he's going to be a big picker for them because he can protect the rim. He can run. Kind of reminds me of the young DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. So he'll continue. He'll get better. You still have Baines. And you have, I think, the the, the second best coach in basketball and Brad Stevens. Um, I think, hell of a coach. Oh, I, 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 love, I would love to play for that guy. But uh, they, they bought into it from day one. Mm-hmm. And then now they're getting one game from the finals without those two guys um, and getting them back. And then those other guys, Tatum, Brown, gaining experience, Rozier, a lot of people thought were the Celtics' best player, second best player outside of Horford in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, man, they're loaded. I mean, their their versatility is 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 actually kind of scary. And no LeBron in the East. And no LeBron. No LeBron in the East. So uh, that, that when is does just, that make them the favorites? Some people still say no. Either, either. I mean, them or I mean, I mean, you, you, Toronto has a case, obviously. And then the next thing we're gonna talk about the Philadelphia. Uh, I was gonna say the seventy sixers. Um, you know, they still got, obviously they still got Joe B. They still got Ben Simmons. I don't know if he, how much he worked on that shot the off season. Um, <laughs> I hope, I hope he worked on it. Well, what are your, what are your thoughts on the, on the, on Ben Simmons and 76ers and, and that game? Uh, they'll be there. Um, I think in B, they go, they go as in B goes though. And I think, I think that Ben gets a lot more of the credit than, uh, than, Embiid uh, does, but Embiid is their most consistent player. He just he did, can't play a lot of minutes because obviously for health reasons or whatnot. But I think that Philly would be there at the end, but they didn't really pick up anything to help take them to the next level. They lost. Uh, I know they lost Marco Bellinelli. They resigned JJ. They signed TJ McConnell. They got their first round pick from a year ago, Markel Fultz. But where did they and they drafted Bridges? Um, so I don't know if they've really gotten any. Better. They've, they've taken. Yeah. They're taking the next step. Next Boston's step. obviously clearly they get the two guys back. They get, so they, yeah, they get better. Yeah. You had Kawhi. They've gotten better. Um, that's really about it in the East. Those three teams are really the only ones that I think. Yeah, those those are definitely the top three teams right there in the East. But I like Brett Brown too, though. But yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to Simmons though. Embiid is their best player, without question. Because a lot of, a lot of people already got Simmons figured out. He can't. He, they're gonna make him a shooter. I don't want to say he can't shoot, but. Um, 
No, it's okay to say that. <laughs> I don't want to uh, put a good, a good down man, but like he, he obviously is not as aggressive. He doesn't shoot as often or as consistent as other players. But if you look at that, if you look at the playoff series last year, mentally, if you're playing they, basketball, mentally they, they, and they, they're letting you shoot going into every screen. You, no Celtics, they're, Celtics did a hell of a job on, on him in the playoffs. It was, it was insane. He completely looked like a different player. He wasn't as aggressive. He wasn't, he wasn't as dominant as he was in the Miami series. But Boston has got some dogs on that team. Yeah. And they, they're coached by a, a good coach. They're like, make him shoot jump shots. If he's willing to make jump shots, we'll live with that. And then we'll shake their mm-hmm. hands and we'll go our separate ways. But he wasn't able to make any jump shots. So mm-hmm. if he worked on them, we'll, only time will tell. But he's going to have to if he wants to be that superstar. Because a lot of people throw him in the superstar category. And I, I never understood why. But everybody's opinion is different. But mm-hmm. I should be able to give you the ball and say, take me there. But I can't say, take me there. I have confidence in betting on you if I don't yeah, think you can, you can make an open jump shot. Or even want to take an open jump shot. Yeah. So um, they'll be okay. But I, I apologize. I do want to say they, they did add Wilson Chandler from... From Denver, um, they traded for him because they drafted Denver drafted uh, Porter out of Missouri. So Wilson Chandler is somebody that can knock down some shots, but I still don't think that's good enough for them to be to come out of the East. So, um, but we'll see. But they go as and B goes. That's true. And his health is key. Yeah, his health is key because when he was playing all those minutes, they're winning everything. All right. So the team obviously I want to hit on LeBron James oh, and the, and the Lakers. Lakers. Oh man, it is crazy seeing LeBron James in that purple and gold. Just it was I can't believe it. I still can't believe it till today. I just even yesterday just seeing all the right. photos, the pictures. Right. How well will how good will the Lakers be this year? Mm, oh, we'll be better than thirty five wins. More yeah. thirty five games last year. Thirty five and what, forty seven? Yeah. yeah. We'll win more than thirty five games. We'll we'll be a playoff team. Thank God for that. I see my Lakers in the playoffs. <laughs> man. Five what, five years at least. Five right? years, yeah, it was five years. It was like the biggest drought ever. Like yeah. they, they, they had, for us. Yeah, they had right. they had to been. Yeah. So obviously That's playoffs, how far do they go in the playoffs? I think it depends on how they gel and I think it depends on seating. Mm-hmm. Um obviously they can stay away from Golden State as long as possible. But honestly, if we gel, Lonzo is able to make jump shots, shoot and and, and Brandon Ingram's taking the next step, Kuzman picked up where he left off. LeBron's gonna do what he does. Rondo is the, is the key piece we we think he will be. Lance keeps his head on straight. Luke makes it all work. I can make the argument that we're we're not far off of anybody else but Golden State, honestly, because our, our our versatility I don't think is up. It's not up there with Boston's, but mm-hmm. we're not far off if our young guys have taken the next step. You especially, know? and I mean, you make a good point, especially with LeBron being there. As oh well. yeah. That's that's what take. I mean, that's what obviously took them to the next level, and me in there, and also like I mean, the Lakers also have some dogs too. I mean, Michael Beasley, you know, he said Rondo, um, right. even Lance Stevenson. They just right. the way they built McGee that team. Too. McGee too. McGee, yeah, even Javale McGee. I mean, those, those pieces that they added because the Lakers last year had no veteran, no 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 veteran presence there. Like it was just a bunch of rookie guys just learning how to play with each other. Young guys I should right. say, not they weren't all rookies. Right. But now they got the veteran experience. So they got the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. They got that the you know they got the year of experience with each other. So now now they they have a captain to guide guide that guide the ship. I think they look at Rondo like that too, not just Braun. Braun's yeah, no, yep, yep, like. and I, I completely agree because uh, I know Rondo uh, Rondo was saying some things that him and Kuz were gelling as well. They're, they're yeah, looking at film and stuff like that's a lot of things. Now that you can actually see the best of the best, mm-hmm. see how they prep, how they get ready, that stuff. I mean, even Magic was talking about it. Mm-hmm. That just rubs off on the guys. And I just 
just seeing all the the interviews obviously we, we're not there but just seeing the interviews and seeing how the players they seem more focused I don't know if you've seen any of it, but to me, the Lakers, Lonzo, they look—they seem way more focused. Well, yeah. Well, of course. Well, for, for two things. Number one, now our season comes with expectations. It's different going into a season not nobody expecting you to do much. Now you're coming into the 2018, 2019 season with ex- expectations. Not saying we're expected to take down that team in the Bay, mm-hmm. but expected to contend in the Western Conference. And it, your, your definition of contend can be different from everybody. Exactly. Mine is make the playoffs and actually have a legitimate shot to get to the conference finals. And number two, when LeBron came here, I was of the I was of the proponent that I think that I'm afraid LeBron will hinder the growth of our young guys. I hope I'm wrong, but I say that because when you play with a guy like that, who's great, best in the world, has been here before, seven or eight straight finals, three-time champion, whatever the case may be, you tend to defer to that guy, which is okay. Mm-hmm. But on this side, you look at it as like whatever you've been working on before he signed here back in July. Now it's like all that does all that go out the window because you're playing with this guy. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna court with two, three, give him the ball, let me get out the way. Mm-hmm. No, have confidence in yourself and trust that trust that you were perfecting your craft in the summertime to help take the Lakers to the next level. It's not gonna all be about two, three. So yeah, I don't. I just hope it doesn't. Suck. I see the I see the point you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna happen. There's so many. That's why Rondo. That's why I like Rondo there and then uh, Lonzo. Like they. They have like, and and Cleveland LeBron didn't have no other ball handler that he could really count on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Here he can count on Rondo for sure oh, and Lonzo. So you got two right. other people. LeBron doesn't have to have the ball the whole time. No. You know, yeah. and they can distribute the ball. Or you know, obviously LeBron can as well. And then you can also have Bi, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, people that can actually control the ball. You know, drive up the ball with them with the fast pace and everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Pace if that, is key too. Yeah, pace is key too. So I don't know if the. I mean, you got Kuzma as a shooter. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see more is obviously Lonzo be a score more of a scorer because that's going to open up more opportunities for him just to dish out left, right, wherever he does it. And then also Brandon Ingram take that next step to next level because he has that length. Mm-hmm. He has that body. If he's just a little bit more aggressive, you know, hopefully LeBron ropes off on him. This team could be potentially one of oh. the best teams in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our ceiling is high. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. And as, and as far as far as dressing report, as far as Lonzo, I don't think it's necessarily so much being a scorer, coming with a scorer mentality, but I think he needs to be more of a threat. He's gonna have to be a threat because last you're, year you're, you're more of a threat when you score, though. You know what I'm saying? He was he was getting those assists last year, but he was getting what? Not he was getting nine assists with six points. So like, okay, right. but now you add 15 points to those nine assists. He don't he don't even have to score that much. I'm I'm more. But I'm, at least get double if you get double digits, and people are gonna you know they're gonna okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have the game plan for Lonzo to score because people I think towards the end are just like middle of the season. They're like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna he's pass first. We know he's pass first. Well, that goes that that and that goes to my point. Like, he'll pass up on open jump shots. He'll not. He'll not. He'll hesitate to try to get to the basket because he don't want to shoot free throws because he doesn't shoot them well. So, if he's a threat, even if you don't have to, I'm not saying shoot 45 percent mm-hmm. from three, yeah. but take the jump shot. Yeah. I've seen too many times where he would pass it up, put the ball on the ground, and try to make a play for somebody else instead of shooting the open jump shot. Now does he have the confidence going into year two mm-hmm. to take the open jump shot? So just it's being that threat. Now that you're playing with. These guys yeah. now you should have more open jump shots, so we'll see how he's worked. Um, and obviously, we, we got to see if he's even healthy. 
Yeah. That's number one. We want to ease him back in. There's no rush. We'll be okay if he doesn't start the season off as our point guard. But has he taken the next step? As far as Brandon Ingram, I heard he has gotten stronger. Kuzma, those guys, and the relationship with Kuzma and Rondo. I think Rondo sees something in Kuzma. That's why they're yeah. so close. Yeah. You know, Rondo's played with KG, played with Anthony Davis. So he sees not saying Kuzma is those two. Yeah, yeah. Nah. But he sees, he sees the something. mentality and the work ethic with Kuzma. Um, like, he wants to be great. Um, and when you, when you put on the purple and gold, it's nothing like it. I don't know what it's like, but mm-hmm. I believe it's nothing like it. Um, and I think that the foundation has been set by the many greats. So when you put on the purple and gold, man, it comes with it comes with something. It's like yeah. you're not just putting on another jersey. Yeah. Right? We come in expectations, There's especially this year. Yeah, especially this year, especially. Right. Well, that's going to wrap things up. We definitely hit up a lot of things there. Uh, Chris, uh, yeah. let let the people know where they can follow you and check you out at. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You can follow me on Twitter. I'll continue to get better. Uh, stay stay with me, though. At, uh, Christopher, C-H-R-Y, S-T-O-P-H-E-R-H-E-N, H-E-N, and the number one. Um, you can always follow me there. And then uh, you can read some of my articles on the Fantasy Sports K. And uh, just get excited for this season, man. I mean, I love it. I don't know if there's much parity because we know who is still at the top and who is who was trying to take them down. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, has it shifted from one conference to another? Probably not. But we'll see what happens. Um, that's why they play the game. Anything can happen. A lot of young guys come in and expect to play key roles. Some expected to take over a franchise, so we'll see what happens. I yeah, no, make a great point. Yeah, guys, make sure to follow us on everything social media at the Fantasy Sports Cave. Yes, also, check out the fantasysportscave.com. You can check out all the Chris's articles, NBA, NFL, MLB related article. We're writing content every single day, posting content every single day. That's going to wrap, wrap things yes, up sir. for this episode. For Chris, yes, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next episode. Peace. No doubt.